Hello all, James here, and welcome to GameCast, the official gaming discussion podcast of TSB Gamers, where we take you through some of the top gaming news stories from this past week. I'm also joined this week by a fellow TSB community member, Infidel C. How you doing, sir? Hello. Pretty good. Had an a interesting week, that's for sure. I think we could say that's for the entire year, honestly, but pleasure to have you back on the show. Thanks for having me back. Yeah, well, what do you say we get into some topics for the night? Oh, absolutely. You've picked some real beauties tonight, I think. Appreciate that. And as always, we apologize for any mispronunciation of any individuals, companies, or products mentioned. We've discussed many a time how 2020 has been a great year for the video games industry, primarily due to people remaining inside, quarantine, or isolating due to the ongoing COVID-19 pandemic. However, like any year in the industry or in any industry, there are games that just don't make the cut. Luber.com sums this best with the cosmic laws of balance have dictated that for every Final Fantasy remake, there must be a switch port of the Outer Worlds. Simplified, for every great game, there must be a bad one. With only a few months left in one of the worst years of our generations, Looper's Adam Greenbaum has compiled a concurrent list of 2020 games that just flopped. The top three of this list, and Infidel, I'll get your take on each one of these individually. The first is Fast and Furious Crossroads, a game announced during the Game Awards 2019 with difficult driving controls, a short campaign, and probably the worst note, no Vin Diesel. What are you doing with no Vin Diesel? I mean, that for me, when it was coming to the movies, it was all about the personalities. With the game, from what I understand, it doesn't follow the movies, but it also doesn't allow you to almost create your own story. And it's really, really fast and furious. It's short. If you're paying 60 quid, $60 for a game, I would be absolutely howling with rage that, I've paid that much and it's done in like two, three hours. 60 bucks for a game that's this short and has difficult driving controls, a rather cardinal sin for video games. That's just a mess for disaster, ain't it? Yeah, I mean, I I feel like I heard about this game, but that could also just be because of the franchise name to it. I finally learned like back in 2012-ish that like movie franchise games are pretty much always a letdown in some capacity. And the exception I would say, because obviously there's always the exception, is like the Star Wars stuff. Gotcha. Well, number two on the list is Disaster Report 4 Summer Memories taking place after a city-leveling earthquake that sports lackluster graphics, long load times, and no direction for players. They literally want, I should say they, as in the developers of this game, literally want players to just figure it out with no direction whatsoever. That doesn't sound like it always works in any video game. Oh, no. Absolutely not. I think what really kills it by reading the article for sure would have been the long load times and not knowing what to do to progress it because the developers have decided this is what you need to do and they haven't just allowed me to organically decide what I need to do to move it on. They've just hidden it in the background. The third on the list, One Punch Man, a hero nobody knows, a character creation game running between two points to completely mundane, repetitive quests while featuring a shallow combat system against generic enemies and little relation to its source material. Sounding very much like the problem we already noted with Fast and Furious. Exactly, exactly. I will say, though, that to be honest, I think... One Punch Man has kind of 
done a better job than what the Fast and Furious game has, though. Just by reading the articles on these, I think, I'm pretty sure I've seen One Punch Man advertised on Netflix, but I just never watched it. I think I'm probably going to go watch it uh, now. So, to me, that definitely says that One Punch Man as a game has done better than what Fast and Furious has already. And that's probably why it's all the way down in third, and it's not the worst game. But uh, I know for sure one thing that the game has done better than the Fast and Furious one, I was about to call it Need for Speed there, (laughs) was that they allow you the chance to customize your character they could have allowed that in the fast and furious one and that might have got more people to be happy with it if they'd have gone further with it but otherwise they both sound very much like the old pokemon game boy games where you're doing the back and forth gameplay back in the 90s you know and that was something that would be very pick up and play and then you could put it down like 15 minutes later and run back out the door and just climb trees as a child well 2020 still has a few months to go with the potential for more terrible games to deck the walls of the hall of shame per se and if you do go watching one punch man do not spoil it for me because i haven't seen it as well i'll try Moving on, the long-awaited official release date and price tag of Microsoft's next-gen console has been announced. The Xbox Series X is set to be released November 10th, 2020 at $499. The company is also releasing an Xbox Series S, a significantly smaller and less attractive design console, for $299. The flagship console, as described by Gizon Cacho on SiliconValley.com, will include a 1TB SSD, HDMI 2.1 cable and a power supply. The SSD reportedly can allow players to process games three times as fast with 4K visuals compared to the Series S 1440p resolution. Players can also join the Xbox All Access, paying $24.99 a month for 24 months to gain the Series X console and the Xbox Game Pass Ultimate, or $34.99 a month for the same period for the Series X instead of the same pass. No price tag yet announced on the PlayStation 5, but they are probably set to do that on their showcase event on Wednesday, September 16th. Infidel, what are your thoughts on this? What is going on with having these power bricks? Why are we doing that? Why can't we just build it straight into the thing? I mean, come on. Maybe it's because of the PC Master Race clan that I've joined up these last five years. But no, I'm, I'm not digging this. I can't I can't be taking any more power bricks hanging out at the bottom of my desk or hidden away behind my console. No, just build it into the thing, you know? But yeah, other than that, prices... They don't really bother me. I mean, it is what it is. They've got to make their money so that they can keep turning out the latest and greatest. Looking at the S version, what I would have done with that is I would have almost taken the X and just cut that in half and I would have just squeezed it in there. Made it look like the uh, Nintendo GameCube almost, just a Microsoft version, because that then would have hidden away, I feel, better in everybody's home console. I think we actually went back and forth on this matter. I pretty much said it looked like a speaker that someone had cut in half. And I was like, this just looks like crap. Absolutely, absolutely. I mean, I don't get why they decided to go with this design. I I don't see what they were trying to make with it unless they're going to try and integrate Cortana at a later point 
That that would be a definitely interesting thing. I mean, we're probably seeing all technology eventually merging into certain cohesive systems at some point anyway, especially since you can do so much more on consoles than you can do years ago when it was just about playing games. Yeah, I mean, look at the NVIDIA Shield and all of the, the Steam consoles that they try to come out with. And then, what was it, Google Stadia? More and more things are just being streamed. So they're probably thinking that games consoles are going to go away eventually. So they're trying to transition it towards being more of their Cortana home. Gotcha. Well, again, the Xbox Series X will be on sale November 10th for $499 or $34.99 a month for 24 months. Or you can grab the Xbox Series X for $299 or $24.99 a month for 24 months as well. PlayStation 5 details are set to be announced Wednesday, September 16th, 2020 at their showcase event. Before we move on to our final topic, we would like to invite you, the listener, to join the TSB Gamers community. TSB Gamers is a community by gamers for gamers on any system for any video game. We only ask that you are 18 or older to join and accept our code of conduct. For more information and to join, please visit tsbgamers.org. That's tsbgamers.org. I said it would happen off podcast multiple times. I knew it. Popular Fortnite blue-haired streamer Ninja is back at Twitch. Tyler Belvin signed a new exclusive multi-million dollar deal with the Amazon-owned streaming giant after leaving Mixer, which announced it shut down in July. Mixer had attracted top streamers like Ninja, but failed to attract a substantial fan base. The last time we talked about the platform, Mixer was second in unique user accounts, but dead last in total hours watched from April to June 2020. Microsoft announced it would shift users and contract streamers to Facebook gaming, but that obviously didn't satisfy the user base nor the contracted individuals. Infidel, what's your take? My take is that I don't think you're ever going to be alone in saying that Ninja was never going to leave Twitch permanently. I think he was always going to come back to Twitch and he was just hoping that Mixer, unfortunately, would go under. But competition's always healthy, but yeah, I think he was always hoping it would always go under and he'd be able to cash in with mighty nice payout that's for sure I, I would also say that with his fans having speculated that he was moving to youtube gaming what i would say is think about adpocalypse things that tends to go on every i think it's almost two years sort of thing that it goes having all of your eggs in one basket is a really bad business move ninja was very very aware and knew very well that moving to youtube was going to be a terrible idea to stream because the the way that bring a lot of your twitch people over the way i do it is through youtube and then get them on twitch i think he he knew what was going on there he was never going to settle on anything but twitch i don't know if i entirely agree with that simply because Maybe he's smart enough to understand that Twitch just cannot be unseated right now, especially with Mixer going under. Facebook Gaming and YouTube are still pretty popular, but Twitch is the king. Someone in his team had to be looking at the stats. Maybe he is as smart as you say he is. I'm not going to say he's a moron by any speck of the means. Maybe this was all to get a higher deal. But it's been even more reinforced to the fact that he can come back to Twitch with the fall of Dr. Disrespect as well. And that's a whole nother issue that we've talked about a number of times on the podcast with still no idea what's going on there. But he could, he being Ninja, could certainly try and be positioned as 
Twitch's top streamer now, given that Dr. Disrespect is gone. Oh, yeah. I think he's going to be the top streamer. He's certainly, well, personally, I feel like he is certainly the best known streamer in the world. But he has to be the, the top streamer for sure. Probably for Fortnite and games like that, but i that's a stretch, though. I don't watch Ninja, and I would say I probably have heard more about Ninja than I have Dr. Disrespect. What I understand is that both of them stream fairly similar games. They both stream FPSs, but I've always just heard more about Ninja, seen Ninja more. So maybe it was more he just done better at more family-friendly marketing. So he was just everywhere. And Doc Disrespects, because he was playing the character and he was more the adult favourite, we didn't see him that much. But I definitely see Ninja being... not. He's definitely obviously not signed a exclusivity contract again, but he's, he's definitely going to be pinned at. Because I believe, was it not actually Ninja that had um, his channel when he left originally? overtaken supposedly by a bot or hacked into by a bot or something and then was it pornography was streamed to his uh twitch this is the first i'm hearing about this it might not be ninja it might be somebody else but someone left and there's something i'm pretty sure it was ninja but i could be wrong uh where they left pornography or some some really lewd content anyways was streamed and that person did not like that and did not like the way that twitch dealt with it in particular uh, and so fired back at twitch and twitch's response was to just go all right well if you're not coming back we'll just delete your entire channel then oh <laughs> that's a response yeah that that was a response i, I believe after like everyone kicked off about it they like reinstated it but they reinstated it without all of the accolades or something well in any case i would say that as a prior to that story that is definitely what you were saying is a fair market analysis and we'll have to see if he continues to keep his top twitch position but ninja did make his comeback to twitch this past thursday saying the company twitch has been very supportive throughout the process and understood his career goals after saying he looked at multiple different avenues and that's where we're going to wrap up for today thanks for tuning in infidel pleasure to have you back on pleasure to be here as always if there is any gaming topic you would like us to talk about, be sure to reach out on Twitter at TSB underscore gamers or myself at FM James Vincent using the hashtag TSB Gamecast. That is at TSB underscore gamers or at FM James Vincent using the hashtag TSB Gamecast. You can also reach out to us on Discord using the TSB Gamecast text channel. Visit our website at TSBGamers.org to join. We'll see you next time. So long.